film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths, in particular, Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother, Franklin. It is all the more tragic in that they were young. But had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected, nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see that day. For them, an idyllic summer afternoon drive became a nightmare. The events of that day were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. My name's Sarah Gray, and today we are going to be starting our new horror podcast. It's part of Vox Radio for uh, DKIT. And today we're going to be discussing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a 1974 film by Toby Hooper. So today joining us, we have Martin Zavatsky. Oh, hi, guys. It's nice to, it's nice to be here, actually. <laughs> Thanks for joining me today, Martin. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's, it's nice to be part of your first podcast. I'm, I'm really pumped up about this. About this so. <laughs> That's good. Um, I know that the whole Radio Society are kind of new to everything here, myself included. So... If you could just be patient with me, I'm kind of working on all of the controls and just trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing. I've never done a podcast before or used any of this equipment. So, um, yeah, thanks for being my first guest. How are you today? I'm actually grand. It's 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 gonna be nice to talk about uh kind of. I feel like uncultured when it comes to horror movies. So seeing uh, something that is kind of in between the you know Night of the Living Dead and now the the modern horrors, it's it's nice to it's nice to see something like totally different, but at the same time very similar. Good, so. good. You kind of get a gist of where a lot of the modern stuff yeah, is, exactly, like, came yeah. from. So are you generally a fan of horror? Um, and why or why not? Yeah, I, I wasn't at first because my, my parents, they're pretty conservative. Uh, and so when I was uh, younger, I wasn't allowed to watch many horror movies till I was like, you know, like 15, 16. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was watching some, you know, let's say uh, <laughs> my parents didn't know about this. Uh, but I my first horror movie I actually watched with my dad and it was the thing from 2011 wasn't actually okay. the first one but the uh the recent one let's mm-hmm. say recent one but um i am a fan of horror movies i'm a newbie to horror movies um but uh recently i discovered that i en- enjoy the old school horror movies i think much more than the new ones oh really yeah it's <laughs> good to hear because i think i'm a bit the same as well yeah. <laughs> like the new films there's is some great ones don't get me wrong but I, I always go back to the classics yeah, myself. We talked about X, for example. Oh, right? yes, X, X. <clears throat> you can see... I'm glad that you've watched Texas Chainsaw now after watching X because you can definitely see the influence yeah, that this totally. film had on X, to, like stylistically especially. Stylistically, yeah. Yeah, very much so. The tone of it. The tone as well, exactly. And it, I'm Even look- the atmosphere, I would say. Yeah. Like, and maybe... I, I don't know. I don't, don't think the... the the content of it necessarily is like influenced by it Mm -hmm. but totally i think you know the 70s so the 70s (laughs) exactly exactly um and i know pearl is coming or it has come out in america but it hasn't got an irish release date yet oh so it's like a prequel or a sequel it's a prequel it's a prequel so it's about the the couple right it's about the couple more so the the woman pearl so oh so you saw it or no 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 it's just in this in the trailers it hasn't actually come to ireland yet but i assume soon it will because it's out in, Amer- in America, but for some reason there's no European Yeah, we, if we always get delayed, right? Like, not this much, I don't know. I can't find anything about it online, but come here, hopefully, hopefully it comes out soon. 
So what was what was the besides Texas Chainsaw Massacre? What was the last horror film that you watched? Oh, last horror film actually was uh the new okay, uh, you know, the new Black Phone. I think Black that was the, that was okay. the. Uh, I actually didn't know that it was uh it was based on a story by uh Stephen King's son. Actually, that that was that's oh. something I didn't know. But then when you kind of like look into the similarities, you you kind of like get there. I I haven't seen Black Phone myself. You should um, definitely check it out. It's something a bit different than I, I would expect it from it, and it's I would say one of the better star, uh, better horror, st- horror movies uh, uh, these days. Okay. So I definitely should check it out. Uh, Blackbone, I'll definitely check that one out. And Martin, what what would your favorite horror movie ever be? Fairy home movie. Um, that's that's hard to say. I think thing recently, like since I am such a newbie to it, I still haven't gotten into like having a certain style of horror movie so mm-hmm. i can't say for sure but i think black phone nowadays is is the the recent one is kind of a favorite one but at the same time i really like the like uh the night of the living dead the night of living that was dead, a really a good, good one, one. uh really and good. i i, I uh, last year there was a screening of nosferatu for mm-hmm. it's like 100 and uh, 100 years it was yeah. From from the the first release, and it was amazing too, because the guy who was screening it, he had it with the original soundtrack and everything. You oh, know, that's really cool. Yeah, and it was great to experience. There were the shame shame was that there were only like five people watching it, so uh, just like three people from our class, and mm-hmm. just like no one else. But it was great to see it on on a big screen, because you know we had it like a uh, like a mandatory film for the film studies, right? Yeah. So, uh, so I I haven't watched the whole thing. Because it was on YouTube and it had really weird soundtrack with it. I'm I'm sad I didn't go to that screening. I remember seeing posters for it, but I just didn't go. But but I, I know it just I I think it uh, either it lost its copyright or it was bought. I don't know which one. But there is going to be a new movie, Nosferatu oh. movie, and Bill Skarsgård is actually going to portray Nosferatu. Bill Skarsgård, fantastic horror actor. Have yeah. you have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, I and I I read part of the books, uh, mm-hmm. but once I discovered the how the ending is, I was a bit. I I don't want to say disgusted because you know that would be, um, you know I want to be as objective as I can. I don't yeah. want to get my subjective feelings towards it. But you know it was quite disturbing for me to see the difference between the ending of the mm-hmm. film and the ending of the book, and I know why actually they you know didn't shoot it the way that they I guess were supposed to. Uh, but uh, yeah, Bill Bill is amazing. Mm-hmm. Bill's amazing. I, I I it just looks like he really like embodied the character so much. Really gets yeah, into I've it. I've seen many like uh, backstage photos and backstage videos, and he really embodied that character. He's one of those really like method actors, so oh, I, I really like that about him. And why I I I think he did a fantastic job, which is really saying something because I'm a massive Tim Curry fan, yeah. and Tim Curry would have played the original Pennywise in the first it film from the it was like a direct to tv film from okay. the from the not early 90s oh was so, good uh, quite like it it was good for the time um i would say the the newer ones are actually better but i still have an emotional attachment to tim curry as yeah. it like he would be my favorite pennywise but still i think that the new movies are, are a lot better than the old one like i remember for the original movie i rented it in extra vision on dvd but and it was a two-parter like the new one but i didn't know it was a two-parter because i was like 12 and i didn't know anything about the film i was like "Ooh, scary clown i'll watch this and i watched it and it ended and i was like oh okay and then i found out later down the line 
that you had to turn the DVD over to watch the second part. So I, for years, oh. I've only seen the first part of the original <laughs> it. And years later, I was like, "Oh, I better watch the." I mean, you have you have a background with uh, makeup and mm-hmm. and with uh, how would you describe it with um, like special effects? Yeah, special effects. Yeah. So, uh, how would you rate how they kind of portrayed his character? Oh, in the new in, one? In, in, no, I mean in the old one. In the I old mean, one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so fantastic! Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, have you seen what it looks like? No, no, no. Yeah. Um, like. I think Tim Curry's Pennywise is the reason why people are afraid of clowns. Damn, that's a statement. Absolutely. <laughs> you, pro- you probably will recognise this now I show you it. Okay. But um, yeah, that's Tim Curry as Pennywise. Oh no. Yeah. Terrifying. Da- that is the first version. That's the first version, yeah. I might even say it's more, more scary it than is, the new one. Because it's so raw. It's like... It the, could be a real... The teeth, the teeth are much more real than, than you. Oh, my God. Yeah, you, I recommend watching the first one, actually, if you ever get a chance. Those um, eyes. Those eyes are terrifying. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. We're kind of going on a tangent here, but that's all good. So we'll actually just move into the the film that we're going to discuss today, mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, directed by Toby Hooper. came out in 1974. Um, the first question I have for you, Martin. Did you have any preconceptions of the film before you watched it? I don't think so. I'm, since I'm so uncultured when it comes to horror movies, I I would assume since it's like 1970s, right? The horror, mm-hmm. I, and I haven't seen many 1970s like horror movies, so I would assume it would be kind of like going in a way of like Night of the Living Dead and has have having the same filming techniques and loads of like uh, similar themes, you know. But I know it's it's not about you know. I don't want to say zombies because that's really idiotic way how to how to describe night of the living dead right but um i almost watched the wrong version because there are so many versions of of uh the chain you know text chase from massacre so when, when i was scrolling netflix and like every single broadcasting sir i i might have <laughs> i just couldn't find the right version mm-hmm. uh because they're like 1983 and 1990 and i and it, they, they don't really like say that it's the second part it's always like the mm-hmm. title is always different but um i wasn't really prejudiced towards it no and did you enjoy the film I'm kind of conflicted because I, I feel like um, it made loads of those like logical mistakes that I hate in horror movies. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like it made loads of uh, those horror cliche mistakes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like it was it's so iconic because of the letter phase like character, you know. But at the same time, because of this, the it's very it's, it's got very original. I would say cinematography to it and the theme to it, and also like so many iconic scenes. So even Though I haven't seen it before, I I knew so many scenes from it just from like social media and how people are kind of like I would say like advertising it, but you know it's 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 such a big part of pop culture as well. So um, I enjoyed it to a certain level. I felt like um, we can talk freely about the movie, right? So everyone, I guess, like watched it, and mm, this is spoiler. This is completely spoiler-filled podcast. Also. For anyone who d- hasn't guessed by the name, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's pretty, cr- pretty grim, pretty gross yeah. film. So we will be talking about some. It's um, it's great that it's th- not grim and gross in the in the like gory way, but yeah. really the cinematography of it mm-hmm. and the theme. Absolutely, like when you hear the, the name of the film, you expect buckets and buckets of blood, yeah, like, like saw or like 
a lot of the like torture porn kind of movies yeah, that have you, come out in recent years. Yeah, you just really the, the chainsaw. That's the first chainsaw, thing you kind of like. You imagine like what is, what is going to be going on with yeah. this movie? Yeah, but at the end, of, like it's horrific to watch. But there's not that much blood, and no. you don't see that much of the violence. And funny, funnily enough, only one person is actually killed with the chainsaw. Yeah, that's <laughs> true, right? Yes, <laughs> which is and uh, everyone else. There's lots of sledgehammer deaths. Yeah, that that was my that was my like I guess one of the first issues. Like I loved how the one of those like establishing shots were like really throwing you into like this is going to be really disgusting. Mm-hmm. And loads of those visual effects were great when it comes to those corpses at the beginning of the movie. Oh, corpses, you know yeah. the setting of the of the of the movie, and the you know they had like a caravan, right? So it was not it was just a van. It was a van. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think the first issue I had with it was that I think the hitchhiker was my first issue that really he did such so 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 many like terrible stuff like at the right beginning of the movie and they yeah. still didn't kick him out. <laughs> Like they waited to the last moment. He actually caught caught Franklin, mm-hmm. and then he just they they throw him out. Well, it's that kind of notion that people were a lot more trusting back then than they are yeah, now. Yeah, I guess so. A lot of it is to do with all these and, horror movies yeah. that we watched, but back then, like this, the this kind of film wasn't something that was that popular. So people were a lot more trusting, and um, so that would have reflect that would have come across truer then than it does now it's the same with like a lot of the cliches that in, in the film that you mm-hmm. point out at the time they weren't cliches yeah. but they've become cliches over time like there's so many films exactly. influenced by this but i get what you're saying i personally think that the hitchhiker in the car is one of the most terrifying parts of the film yeah it is yeah it is yeah. because it sets this disturbing theme of it because mm-hmm. i feel like from the first moment he entered the van and you could see his distinguished like behavior you know, there is this big contrast between those guys who are just trying to have fun, you know, the summer evening, and then the guy who actually has parts of of he talks about butchering animals yeah. and what he makes from the animals, and then you just like okay, so guy, those guys are a bit terrified, but they seem okay with it, right? And you kind of then really like you said, you think about how how people approach other people back then in, in mm-hmm. the seventies, right? So uh, I think it had to do something with it. Also horoscopes. I feel like I really noticed that horoscopes were a big thing back then. Like I think it started the yeah. trend of horoscopes, and I is it isn't like it's just my feeling, but they were trying to kind of like uh, foreshadow some stuff with the horoscopes. Well, the name of the book that uh, Pam is reading in the car it's called uh, Saturn in Retrograde. Okay. And I'm not that what uh, I don't have that much knowledge on astrology, yeah, but I <laughs> I did a quick look up, and apparently, if Saturn is in retrograde, it means that things aren't what they seem so it was foreshadowing so it was it's, absolutely it's foreshadowing yeah perfect yes, yeah yes, I noticed yes. that what was your favourite scene in the film then uh, I think it's one of the most iconic scenes uh, and you know Sarah she made her own like mood board for this uh, for this podcast which is so incredibly cute and she has all the me- memorable scenes just now looking at them so it's, it's that's pretty great um, I think the I think the last scene was actually the most iconic for me when she actually went from from crying to the total like madness I would even say she was I, I was just checking constantly if if that was just me thinking mm-hmm. she was laughing or it was actually happening and then I oh, she's really laughing she's actually laughing she like, was crying the whole like the half of the movie which got really annoying uh, mm-hmm. you know sometimes <laughs> but she was like screaming for 90 minutes straight and then it just goes from to like total madness I was like Jesus Christ like that that is a powerful moment yeah. that is a powerful moment like I think if 
that final scene, if they had had her crying instead of laughing, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have had the same impact. No. Just the sheer, like, it's it's a mixture of relief and also she's having a moment like, what just happened? Like, uh-huh. I, I'm getting away from <clears throat> this. I, it's so impactful. And do you think that there was something more than just those two feelings? Like, have you thought about it might be... I personally think that, like, if you look into the background of this film, Mm -hmm. the actual shooting of this film seems more horrific than the film itself. I know that's hard to believe, but... I do believe it. They they were shooting, like, 16-hour-long days. Some of the the, uh, shoots, like, the one where they're all eating dinner, that was a 27-hour shoot day. And no. they shoot sh- shot during the day uh, during 120 degrees weather, and they had blackout blinds up to make it look like it was nighttime in 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 the room they were shooting in. So, and they any of the food that you see on the table or any of the like flesh or like animals or bo- yeah. bodies anything like that is like real meat. So the meat was like completely rotting. So the place smelled abysmal. And they're all here shooting in like unbearable temperatures for 27 hours. I think the cast literally descended into madness. So I think that last shot of uh, Sally, it, like when she's laughing, it could even be a bit of relief from the actress herself. Like, thank God this is over because the whole shoot was so horrible. A lot, like during the shoot, a lot went wrong. A lot of the injuries are real. A lot of the blood you see is actually real. Um, from the actors and actresses like accidentally getting injured on set um, do you think the Franklin scene was Franklin getting cut I suppose that wasn't real right? oh the tech with the yes. chainsaw no 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 the chainsaw I mean uh, with the, uh, by the hitchhiker that wasn't real but there is a scene later on with Sally um, and the, the old man yes where she gets cu- her hand cut yes that, that was, was real. real because they had like a special effects like set up all 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 ready to go and it wasn't working it after trying to get this rig to work the blood wasn't coming out of it nothing was working so eventually the actor um who was like pretending to cut her like actually cut her hand open um so the, the like the 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 gal who played sally um her name's marilyn burns she went through hell she went through absolute absolute hell filming oh this like God. they all did but I, th- there's something like I know they had a stunt double for her when she's jumping out the window yes but she did the scene where or the part where she's actually landing on the ground and she got injured during that as well I feel like actually that was the first time when I didn't feel uh, really like comically relieved by someone jumping out of the window because yeah. that was a really old house so you can actually believe that she would break the break yeah. the, the glass of the window right um and as well the chainsaw was a real chainsaw and at times it actually had the blade on it so there's like a few scenes where people are actually getting yeah. close to being I would hit like with a to chainsaw. know about the scene when they're trying to force the grandpa to kill yeah. Sally so you remember <laughs> How the how the hammer always dropped into the bucket. Yeah. Was that... Because I was watching it. I was like, okay, so gravity-wise, if mm-hmm. that would be a toy, it would fall, like, immediately, really quickly. Yeah. No, like, no, 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 quickly, but, you know, opposite. But if that would be... If that was... A, I think that was a real hammer. I think it was it as well. It fell really quickly. I didn't see anything about it, but I would 
guessed that it's a real hammer and they just were trying to do shots where they weren't actually hitting or for instance there's a part where leather Leatherface near the end of the film has the chainsaw and like cuts his leg um they actually had the blade on the chainsaw for that and a metal plate on the actor's leg and a bit of meat over the the metal plate so the chainsaw was cutting through the meat and the metal plate was then meant to stop it from actually cutting his leg open but what happened is the chainsaw was so powerful that it heated up the metal plate and the actor ended up getting like pretty bad burns on his leg underneath the uh, underneath the metal plate so the, like just, how did this guy get finances for this here's the thing like i think he had trouble selling the film like mm-hmm. to a studio afterwards but um he wanted was, to uh gain pg rating yes but he didn't get it right didn't get it that's why there's not that much like there's quite a bit of blood in it but he kept the actual blood in the film to a minimum because he was like i'm gonna get a pg rating on this it's fine <laughs> and then obviously that didn't, didn't happen it. He, he it was a straight up x rating um but yeah no, absolutely wild some of the stuff that went on in that set it absolutely would not be allowed now but this was all unprecedented stuff at the time really like the, the i feel like you look and uh, like into the movie really differently once you know these back background mm-hmm. like information so completely completely it just i think it makes it more hor- horrifying because you, you see that a lot of the reactions are very real like uh, during that dinner scene because the um the it was so hot and everyone was just so tired of filming and i think some of the actors actually went very much into their character and yeah. thought they were their character so like the actual family the sawyers um, Leatherface, uh, the the actor playing Leatherface and the actor playing the Hitchhiker. And yes, stuff, the they Hitchhiker actually was, yeah. went a bit mad. I wanted to like make a comment yeah. on that because I, like my, my from my perspective, I didn't think that the main cast, acting wise, was that good. Mm-hmm. But you know, at the same time, I think Sally was portrayed well. Yeah, uh, I think. Kirk was interesting and I was sad that he didn't get so much like screen time. Mm-hmm. Uh Franklin I think did a good job when it comes to acting. I Franklin was good. I um especially I loved the scene when everyone was having fun and he was just like getting it out of himself. Yeah. It was just going out. And I was like, <laughs> damn, that is so that is so good. Yeah. <laughs> he was like so crazy about that. Fun fact about uh the actor who played Franklin he was actually a method actor he was used to like theater so he didn't realize he didn't have to stay in character for the whole length of filming so he was that annoying constantly he mm-hmm. did he didn't get out of the wheelchair he like in in real life he didn't need the wheelchair but for the whole of the shoot he did not get out of the wheelchair um the rest of the cast hated him and didn't realize until after after they were finished filming yeah. that the actor Paul A. Parton, I think is his name, mm-hmm. that he was actually a sound guy. <laughs> they thought he was this annoying in real life, as yes. annoying as Franklin is. But no, he was just me- method acting, which is quite interesting. And I feel like he didn't tell them, right? I think he haven't mentioned it. It's actually like he was so into his character, so mm. he didn't talk. Did he like talk about himself in, in his character? Did he think about himself as Franklin? He thought about himself. Set? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. He was like for, yeah, for proper. Like, wow stayed in that franklin character yeah, the hitch- hitchhiker scared the hell out of me I, I think the hitchhiker is the scariest character. yeah it was just right from the beginning yeah. and then the dinner scene was just the cherry on top for me mm-hmm. um i was just thinking um the grandpa 
Is is that a mask? Was that a mask or not? So I was a bit confused about. I was always confused about how they were related to each other because I know um, the guy from the gas station has never been really like clarified who he really is. Mm-hmm. But he's always the reference like you left your brother yeah. in the in the house alone, or y- your brother, or your grandpa. So I don't know if they're like if he is their father because then. You know, when you think about it, Letterface wasn't afraid of anything, mm-hmm. and now then got this gas station skinny guy with like wooden stick comes and is trying to punish him, and yeah. he was like a little kid. He was running away from him, so I was like, so what is the relationship between them? I think is, like, is like I, so the 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 makeup first for the for the grandfather, the guy in the attic. Yeah, that I think that's the grandfather, and the makeup, the actor who played it said right. He once he got the makeup on, he's like, I'm never putting this back on. It was like full prosthetic piece, oh like face God, piece. Yeah. And wearing something like that in that heat cannot be pleasant. So any of his scenes were all done in one shooting day, which was like over 20 or 36 hours long. So he stayed in that makeup. The The makeup took f- five hours to do. And then for the next 31 hours, they shot. So it's actually insane some of the stuff that they got away with shooting or, or on the shoot but um so he refused to put the makeup on again so any of anything you see with him and it, it's all done within that 36 hours um i think the the guy in the gas station is possibly the father and that's why leatherface is kind of like yeah. shies away from him so leatherface i think is quite a gentle i know yeah. a gentle <laughs> character not gentle in any means because chainsaw and the murdering and all that kind of stuff but when you think about it like the first few scenes or the first few murders are just because someone intruded yeah on his house and and, and i noticed also that he is changing the skins according to yeah. what's going on there because he was changing his face you know the dinner scene different mm-hmm. different face yeah uh, when he killed the rest of the characters different faces yeah. so i think he was just trying to kind of express himself Absolutely. which is when you think about it you know just most of people i think of think about just like like the like killer right mm-hmm. just like normal like um because i know you said that he was like lightly based on uh real life we didn't think of him as a serial killer but um what but was ed his name Gein, so ed Gein's, right so yeah so ed Gein was not a serial killer yeah. but he was a he he i think murdered two women ed Gein was mainly a grave robber and it was the grave robbing aspect that heavily influenced the character of mm-hmm. Leatherface. So the actual face, it's a face that he robbed off a, a body from a grave. The bodies at the start in the cemetery, that were, they're artfully put together. He, yes. he made an art piece out of some corpses. Um, like Ed Gein was known to make belts and lampshades and stuff out of the body parts. Yeah, you told me. The, yeah, oh, Jesus yeah from, from the bodies he dug up. So that absolutely has a massive influence on Leatherface as a character so Martin I know yourself you're really into cinematography um, you're really good with the camera what did you think (laughs) you're welcome I did just being honest Um, (laughs) what did you think of the cinematography in this film Um, I think it started pretty standardly Mm -hmm. so so nothing really you know since we uh, here at uh, the film course we kind of went through the beginnings to the latest latest movie so we can kind of see the progress and i was always trying to find uh again i will mention the night of the living dead because it's so close to 
because I haven't seen any movies in between those yeah. like two periods of time. So I was just looking for those kind of shots if it's like going to be there. Um, I was quite uncomfortable with some of the shots. I felt like some of the zoom shots were just over the top sometimes, and then like. I know the intention was there, but that they weren't really executed well. For example, I felt like um, it was, I think, like a 20-second sequence when they were just, like, zoom-in shots on on Sally's, uh, on Sally's eyes and uh, loads of parts of her face. Mm-hmm. But it was so weirdly... I would say inconsistent and yeah. weirdly put together. So I was... Sometimes I was a bit disappointed even by I, th- I think how the guy ed- like how yeah, it was edited <laughs> so I don't think it was necessarily the cameraman's work or the director of mm-hmm. the cinematography but I would say uh, he w- like the guy knew what he was doing yeah. for sure so so it, uh, the cinematography was, was great I think when he could kind of express the atmosphere through his camera it was always there it was always disturbing it was always disgusting it was always you always had the feeling there is something going on Mm-hmm. Which was what was kind of like keeping the tension in that movie. Yeah. So once they kind of arrived to the main house, right? So they were trying to get the gas. You know, to there is there is this this other shed uh, that someone else's home, and you could clearly see what was the intention of the of the cameraman when uh, loads of those kind of I would say lots of even POV shots I, I I've noticed, which wasn't really the case before. Because I feel like the POV shows were really great in yeah. some some cases, uh, mostly with Franklin I know, and loads of there were loads of great low sh- uh, low low angle shots that I liked, which was making like when when Sally was approaching the uh, Letterface's house, I felt like that was a great show when she really like sometimes when you kind of want to make the character feel like, really tiny, you, you go for the high angle, but here it was executed so well because she was she was approaching. The house quite confidently but at the same time the low shot make it real very like monumentally so like there is going to be this big fight and you know there's going to be something so i think i have that one on my mood board. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yes that's that shot exactly that was a great shot yeah. i like that i do like what you're saying with the editing though it's very choppy very yeah very choppy yeah. like maybe really over the top mm-hmm. um i think the zoom in shots i still think they they work even nowadays when yeah. they're executed well they work really well but they were i would say a little bit too aggressive so when you zoom in sometimes it's i think it was the the spider nest that was for the first time i mm-hmm. i kind of like noticed it was maybe like too aggressive on something else i know it was disgusting right kirk was disgusted by it yeah. but at the same time like oh that's i don't think that's like the main deal which you should be like scared of uh, matter of fact how exactly were they having a great time in a house like that? Like, Franklin was like, oh, you're having so much fun. Like, how do you have good time in a house like that? I was like, what are you guys laughing about? This is, this is, this is, like, I know, like, a lot of people do, like, uh, urban, like, just, uh, you know, trying to discover some really, uh, like, abandoned urban um, uh, houses, and they're really pumped about this. But I didn't really think that was the case with them. Mm-hmm. So when Sally was laughing like so so hard about about like being in this creepy old like event, I was like, Jesus Christ, what is going on with these people? Oh yeah, no, it's it's so bizarre. Um, like a, the fact that you're you're trespassing and you're like, oh, it's yeah. fine. And she goes into the room, all the bones exactly. and stuff. Yeah. It's like yeah. such a tonal change. That was completely. a very very well shot sequence, mm-hmm. I think. Like that was a very well shot shot scene. Because that, that, that is a great example of collaboration between the 
between the designers of the scene and between the director of cinematography and you know I don't know uh, I don't know much about the director or what was his intention with each of the individual scenes because I you know I wanted to be as objective as I can and you know with some subjective feelings towards it but uh, I haven't done any like much of a research mm-hmm. so I really just you know uh, to be guys I just I finished the movie like this morning <laughs> but here's the thing when you're watching movies you don't need to know every little detail or the reason behind everything you like as david lynch would say you're like you're watching the movie i don't need to give you any more information on yeah. the information's in the movie so it's up to you to make up your mind and put your own storylines on your own interpretation yeah your own interpretation exactly and sometimes i know a lot of directors feel very like offended by it when when some some people like misinterpret the, the intention and i'm like even if someone would misinterpret my intention i was like if you enjoyed the movie that's that's the that's the most important thing and if it gave you something right. or even if it just like gave you idea or mm-hmm. thought or anything if there's any like expression that's 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 what's all about like this is the this is the problem with nowadays loads of like marvel and you know marvel movies and loads of like i would say like disney uh, when even when it comes to star wars you shouldn't have to read tons of books comic books novels like everything to kind of understand more mm-hmm. about the film you just watched which was the case with like recent star wars that was like so yeah yeah no i agree completely with you um the fact that someone's watching the movie i think is that should be enough that that should be enough (laughs) exactly that's the thing (laughs) we are we all come from different walks of life we all have different experiences and we all put our own experiences onto the stuff we're watching so Mm -hmm. of course unless the story's black and white we're gonna put our own interpretations onto it that's that's what i love about horror movies like you know like usually you don't you don't really need to think a lot about them which which you know that's why it's kind of like relaxing sometimes to watch a horror movie because mm-hmm. you know everyone every movie critic every teacher wants you to think about the movies 24 7 and i know we're here to do that but at the same time just watch the goddamn movie sometimes really just and if it's it. that was exactly like i, I wanted like mention our um previous teacher uh kenneth he was always like so there are multiple interpretations of for example uh uh the jaw right so it's mm-hmm. it's maybe like um you know you can war you can kind of see from like the marxist way or for uh, ide- uh, you know other ideologies or it's just a movie about a big ass shark a big shark exactly <laughs> exactly now martin i'm gonna start wrapping up things because we're at 41 minutes oh, we're yeah. on 10 minutes over but before we wrap up, I want to do some fun facts. Okay. We, I've got now. In fairness, I have gone through a lot of my fun facts while we're talking. They kind of just made it into the conversation. Go on. But um, I've got a few more here. So, Guillermo del Toro. We watched one of his films. Uh, in World Cinema last year, we watched Pan's Labyrinth, which is yes, fantastic. one of my favorite like Mexican cinema. So good. Well, basically, after he watched this film, he became a vegetarian. You've got to be kidding me, no, really. He became a vegetarian <laughs> after he watched this film. He was so disgusted by it. He's like, no, no, no more meat for me. Um, so another fun fact. According to Edwin Neal, the actor that played the hitchhiker, he said that the te- a, a, so a member of the Texas police actually approached him after the film came out and said that... Um, crime had gone down in texas by like 19 percent since the film was released because people weren't hit picking up hitchhikers anymore because they were so terrified wow. after the movie of picking up hitchhikers so initially the shoot was meant to be two weeks um but it ended up turning into a four-week shoot because to get all of it done yes really. mm. yeah yeah a lot was done 
uh, the budget as well they started with a $60,000 budget now obviously with inflation that's a lot more today mm. but um, and then in post they had to add on an extra 80000 so all in all it was made for $140,000 which was still which is pretty good I pretty think. good bonus yeah. at, or budget at the time now but yeah, Martin, I've gone through my, my fun facts with you for the most part. Anything I'm else? Sorry. <laughs> oh no, no, it's good to kinda put them put them throughout the the show. Um but yeah, um is there any final words you'd like to say? Uh I'm just like so thank you for having me. It was it, I had a great time actually. Um and I hope we will sometimes do it again. So because I'm a, I'm really a horror newbie, and I would like to see more horror movies. And I know Sarah will probably we're thinking about going uh, to see the new Smile. Yes. So we're definitely going to do that. And thank you guys for listening. I'm grateful to be here. And you know I will hand it over to Sarah. <laughs> so bye. No, thanks so much for being here, Martin. I've had a great L chat. You've made my first podcast fairly comfortable. Um, I've I've, I've really enjoyed our chat today, and I'll definitely have you on again. Um, but yeah thanks for listening everyone and hope you tune in next time where we'll have another guest to discuss another classic horror film peace out